everybody. Welcome back to Before the Downbeat, a musical podcast. I am Mackenzie Horner, your fearless ginger co-host extraordinaire. <laughs> and I'm once again joined by the Canadian B. Arthur, director extraordinaire, Autumn Smith. That's me. That's me. Yes. That's me. Yes. Yep. Today... We explore the epic operatic musical of Autumn. What is it? Titanic. There you go. We're going on board the ships today with the ever tragic story of the doomed ocean liner, Titanic. Hopefully this episode doesn't sink. (laughs) No, we'll be good in this episode. (laughs) Uh, Um, That joke might have uh, sunk. That's okay. Um, Okay, so uh, I chose this show. I know you did. This is the first one of the day where I got to choose it. So... Because we've done a few other ones of yours. So now we get to do one of mine. Ha, 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 Okay. So the reason why I chose this is because I love Titanic. Since the age of three, wow. when I first saw the James Cameron film starring Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio in the two-version right. VHS case, you know? Yes. Yep, my grandparents yeah. had that. I was only allowed to watch part one. So I could watch Kate wants to take her top off. But I couldn't watch people die in the ocean. So there you go. But my favorite scene oh, was, see. yeah. Yeah, my favorite okay. scene, though, was yeah. the ship hitting the iceberg. I yeah. love that whole sequence. It is one of my <laughs> favorite sequences of the whole damn movie. James it, Cameron. It is. 37 seconds it took for them to hit the iceberg, 37 seconds in the film. Like, the precision of that film is fantastic. He was, he was on it. Yeah. That film beats Avatar in a heartbeat. Oh well, yeah. We we'll, we'll yeah. do a whole side. We'll do a whole film review of Titanic. Maybe on our Patreon, oh we'll do we'll, we'll do a three hour watch of the of the film Titanic, I'm gonna have and, to, and we'll oh, give our commentary Lord. on Billy that Zane. one. Yeah, He's okay. so good in that. Oh man, okay. As Cal, so okay. good. Okay. Kathy All Bates right. as Molly Brown. Yeah. Francis Fisher as um, uh, Ruth Duplicator as the mother. Victor Garber, Canadian legend, as Thomas Andrews. I guess he is Canadian. He I'm is Canadian. You also have um, oh Bernard Hill as um, Captain Smith. God, I'm going to have to watch this again. It's so good. What, I love may, that the captain is called Smith. That's Captain great. Smith. Captain, ca- captain Edward J. Smith. <sighs> the millionaire's Smith captain. <laughs> Apparently. Is there a story there, Autumn, did you uh, also think about? I don't know. Did you yeah, not sit down while the boat was rocking and there I there you went? I sink this episode. Oh, great. Either way, so age three, I fall in love with this ship. I don't know what it is about this ship. It just has some... Mystique about it. Mystique hold over me where I I, I spent my whole life researching this ship. Like yeah. every book 
I have all the books about the explorations, about the building of the ship, the history of the ship, <coughs> like what went wrong, why, all the, like, I watched all the documentaries they've done. Yeah. I, I watched I the- I went to the port. Oh, the Southampton? No, in Cork. Ah, yes, that was the last in stop Cork. before it went out to sea. That's, yeah. Yes, because it went to Southampton, yeah. Sherborne, France, yeah. then it doubled back up to Ireland and Cork, right. and then it was out to the ocean. Um, can I just do, like, a little spoiler here? Yes. Uh, this is a spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't know of the real Titanic or has seen the movie Titanic. Oh, that's right. Or has seen the musical, The Boat Goes Down. Yeah, The Boat Sinks. It, it goes down. It was, it was one of the largest maritime disasters. Yeah, you know, uh, 1,500 people died. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it, it was a bad situation. Bad. Let's, that, let's turn that bad into a musical. Yeah, that's a right? I, I think it's a great idea, actually. I, you know, why not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically loved it as, as a story. And then it was one of my many days of me stumbling around YouTube doing d documentary research oh. on Titanic that this little notification popped up of, oh, you should watch the Tony Award performance of Titanic, no, the musical. So then they do the that's opening funny. with Michael Severus and that's the whole right. and Victoria Clark and everybody. Did Michael uh, Severus play? Thomas Andrews. Oh, okay. And unfortunately, they didn't give him hair. Like Thomas Andrews was not a bald man. He was a full on, like full head of hair Irishman, and they gave made, and they made Michael Severus bald. He's uh, he's always bald though. Yeah, that's true. I don't get it. Michael Severus is always. Can we bald. give him a wig, please? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. We um, can do that. Yeah, but either way, so found that, and then funny enough, I was at my Stratford Shakespeare School in the oh, summers. Which, if nice. you have not gone to Stratford Shakespeare School. I highly recommend it for Even any theater person. Like, yep, they don't. yep they do adult classes. They also do a musical theater unit for two weeks. It's there a fantastic you know. program. I used to teach there. Did you really? I a a Stratford Shakespeare School? I did. How did I miss you? I'm not sure. Okay. Either um, way. Well, maybe I wasn't there at that time. True. I was there. When was I there? 2009 to 2011. I was there doing doing the Stratford Shakespeare School in the summer. No, I was there earlier. Ah, there you go. That's why. Right. So, but I was there I and guess. I was fortunate enough to be working with the stepdaughter of one of the producers of the original musical Titanic. No way. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Her mom was the original Florinda in Into the Woods and she's married and she and her and she's married to the producer of Titanic, who also is the producer of Jersey Boys oh, and wow. a whole bunch of stuff. Very so cool. shout out to you, Mariana, who is currently at Juilliard. Studying acting. Good for her. So, and she also got her. She also got a degree in history as well. Before that, too. Smart. Love like it. she is a powerhouse history, lady. History, yeah. theater. Mariana, shout out to you. You're wonderful. If I ever get down to New York, we'll come do an episode with you. Mariana, you sound awesome. Can't wait to meet. She you. is. She's fantastic. Okay. All right. So now, I guess because I chose the show, I get to do the revert. Um, the the brought back <laughs> section due to popular demand of. Give us the plot of the damn musical, because we don't all know the musical that you're talking about every week. This could be quite brief, actually. Yeah. So basically, the musical is set against the backdrop of the true story of the doomed ocean liner Titanic. Uh, Titanic, the musical, focuses on the journey of the passengers and crew of this vessel. Audiences get to witness the ship's journey from its departure in Southampton docks to its final plunge into the icy April waters of the Atlantic. 
Uh, real life characters are featured heavily in the show, unlike in the film version where it was focused on two random people who, very fictional. yeah, very fictionalized Romeo and Juliet situation. This one, it's all mainly real characters for like a few people who were adapted amalgamation of a few other passengers. Yes, but There's oh, a lot of characters. It, in this it's a, it, well, it's, it's the ship. It's a huge, yeah. but main the main people of the story, I would say, are you have first class passengers John Jacob Astor, the richest man in the ship. Ida and Isidore Strauss, uh, the latter being the co-owner with his brother of Macy's department store. Right. Uh, captain Edward J. Smith, the millionaire's captain, known mm. for his unfortunate decisions on the Titanic. Uh, you also have J. Bruce Ismay, the owner of the White Star Line ship, who famously abandoned ship and did not go down with it, therefore damning him for the rest of his life. Uh, you also have a ship's architect Thomas Andrews, as we mentioned, played by wonderfully by Michael Siveris without a wig. <laughs> Don't know why we made that choice. Uh, radio man Harold Bride, who was working the Marconi Telegraph, who who, decided, who makes the decision to go SOS, which was the first time in maritime history that code was used was wow. on the Titanic. Up to then, it was always CQD. They felt it was more uh, better to use the phrase. Um, uh, SOS. Uh, and then last... It turned into a, a, an amazing yeah. ABBA song. Absolutely. Yes, that is true. CQD yes. doesn't have the same Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 uh, Thank the, God. Yeah, the, yeah, CQD, no, no. Something good came, came out, out of the shaking of the Titanic. That's true. Ta-da. Um, and then the last character that really gets a lot of focus is uh, Stoker Frederick Barrett, um, who, funny enough, in reality, survived the sinking of the ship, but in the musical, they killed him off. He he was one for he was on the unfortunate uh, many people of the show who perish at the end. Yeah. So autumn, that's kind of the story of the musical. Yeah. Why we like why I chose the musical. Why don't you tell us who's on the production team for this show? Well, hmm. who uh, we got? We've got the the amazing Maury Yeston. Right. Uh, uh, composer, a lyricist, mm-hmm. educator, and musicologist, of all things. What is I, that? Uh, oh, oh um, you know what? We're, I'm going to tell you what a musicologist is. Uh, is the scholarly analysis and research-based study of music. Okay. So musicology departments traditionally belong to the humanity departments. Okay. Um, Do we have one so, at York? Mm, possibly. Okay. But it looks at it looks at the lens of music through a more scientific focus, so psychological, okay. uh, sociological, acoustical, neurological. Um, so Yeston was born in New Jersey. Uh, he uh, had um, his father sang English musical song, even though he founded the Dial Import Corporation, an import uh, exporting firm. Um, but he liked musical songs. Uh, his mother was an uh, accomplished pianist, mm-hmm. so music came pretty naturally. Okay. Uh, his grandfather was a cantor in a synagogue. What is so that? A cantor is um, a person that sings the um, uh, the components of the ceremony. Oh, okay. Of, uh, of, of the uh, service, of Jewish service. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's the rabbi and there's the cantor. Got you. Okay. Um, a lot of musical theater writers, uh, have cantors in their family, Irving Berlin, Gershwin, 
curtain vial. Wow. Okay. So they don't have cancer in their family. Interesting. Um, it's you know religion and song are, well, are very yeah. paramount to yeah. child's upbringing. So mm-hmm. I can see why that is uh, something that uh, is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's studied music all of his life. Um, his love of musical theater began when he was 10 when his mother took him to see My Fair Lady on Broadway. I think that's really sweet. That's a great musical. Um, we'll definitely have to talk about that the, one. Oh, totally. Um, later in life, he took up <coughs> folk guitar, vibraphone, started a jazz group, uh, and participated in madrigal singing. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Uh, Sounds like he, he's got a very interesting musical background. Yeah, it's very eclectic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he studied... In, in, in university, no, in a high school, uh, he broadened his musical study and um, beyond classical and religious and took in Broadway and showed to his jazz, folk, rock, okay. and early music. He's a well-rounded musician. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> he's known for initiating new Broadway musicals. Okay. So uh, writing the music and the lyrics, among them nine Okay, that's the one that's kind of about Fellini. Yeah. uh, Starring Raul Julia. It's got some gorgeous music. Cheetah Rivera did the revival. Yeah, it's got some... Be Italian. It's great. It's it's really... It's got some beautiful music. Titanic, which won him a Tony Award. Yes, it did. We'll get into that. brought him a nomination uh, for a Grammy. There you go. Um... He also wrote a significant amount of the music and most of the lyrics to Grand Hotel. That, that's more recent musical, isn't it? Uh, 1989. Okay. So it was before Titanic. Oh, okay. Very good. Uh, it's it's great. Maybe they should do a revival and that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, what was his name? Derek. Not Derek Jeter. Michael Jeter. Michael Jeter? Michael Jeter. And Jane Krakowski. Right. Did you ever watch Allie McBeal? I watched her in um, 30 Rock. Okay. Jane she also Krakowski. was great in um, in, um, in um, Al Mankin's A Christmas Carol, where she plays she, the ghost of Christmas past. She's amazing. She Jane is. Krakowski is great. And uh, one of her big musicals uh, was Grand Hotel. Okay. Pre-Allie McBeal, I believe. Yeah, Allie McBeal came in after that. Okay. Um, his musical version of the novel Phantom of the Opera, entitled... Phantom, not to be confused with Lloyd Webber's. Oh, is this where we get um, the two Phantoms? Yeah, has enjoyed uh, numerous uh, productions in the U.S. and around the world. Um, it's a cheaper version that people can afford to do. Uh, he wrote December Songs, A Song Cycle, commissioned by Carnegie Hall. Uh, he's written some stuff for a cantata for the Kennedy Center. Okay. Um, he wrote a full-length ballet, uh, Tom Sawyer. So he's just a really well-rounded guy. All right. He has also, he's uh, an associate professor of music at Yale. Very good. And uh, he uh, has authored two music theory scholarly books. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. So, so he wrote the music. Uh-huh. Who wrote the um, book? The book was written by Peter Hess Stone. Peter Hess Stone. Yeah. And he's an American writer for theater, television, films. Very good. He is probably best known for uh, his screenplays, which he wrote or co-wrote. 
Are you ready for this? With who? Sarah's gonna Sarah's gonna fall over. I'm watching One of Sarah his now. movies was Charade. He also wrote the the book for the musical 1776. Oh, love that! Um, That's a musical I want to talk about. Adding that onto our list. I, it's like the pre-Hamilton that's better than Hamilton. Oh, mic drop. Mac just said something was better than Hamilton. Don't know it. if everyone's ready for that. Yeah, I'm going to definitely squeeze that in somewhere. I may take one of, one of our other shows that we we're going to maybe talk about. That means I'm going to have to work because I don't know the show <laughs> at all. It's very um, good. There's a film version of it that's very, that's very true to the musical, so you can awesome. watch that with the kids. 1776? Yeah, teach okay. them some American history. <laughs> Woo, that's exactly what I want to be teaching. Oh, he adapted his own book into a screenplay. Oh, he pulled a William Goldman. He was responsible for that. Very good. Uh, He worked at Universal doing some work on Skin Game and The Ornament. Did an adaptation of Some Like It Hot. Oh, okay, yeah. Produced by David Merrick and directed by Gower Champion. Okay. it, It ran for 505 performances. Not bad, actually. Um, yeah, he's done a lot. Okay, um, so he wrote the book. Mm-hmm. Who uh, wrote, or sorry, who directed? Do we, do you have who directed? Oh, he also, he did my one and only. Oh, okay. Stone wrote the book for that. Got you. Uh, he, and he wrote the book for Will Rogers Follies. Ah, very good. Okay. Yeah. So, director. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, was Richard Jones. Okay. Who is he? Um, he is a British theater and opera director. I actually don't know him. Uh, so it was interesting what would you to like read to? about him. Yeah, I would actually. He uh, is London born, studied at uh, University of Hull and University of London. Uh, he worked as a jazz musician. Mm. And then he uh, went to uh, the Scottish Opera and the Citizens Theater on oh. anniversary. Okay. Uh, his work uh, has become controversial and has provoked considerable reactions from the UK press. However, Good reactions? Uh, no mix. Oh. He is also seen as a major figure in the worlds of theater and opera, as has been noted in a 2002 interview, which appeared in The Guardian. Um, this is what it says. It says, his gift for the thrilling, the gaudy, and the wayward <laughs> is one of the characteristics that marks Jones out. He is the best British director around at the moment, says director David Pantenay. That's fighting words. Part of the powerhouse triumvirate that presided over the ENO, the English National Opera, in the 1980s. He is extremely imaginative. He has a very individual Quirky response to the material. Quirky. And a very sharp eye for humor. According to Nicholas Heitner, artistic director designate at the National Theater, mm-hmm. he is one of the most genuinely original and completely individual uh, directors around. I want him to do lots of shows at the National Theater. Anything he's interested in. He is undoubtedly top-notch, agrees the ENO's general director. Well, there you go. Um, I, I watched some of his stuff. It's, he's very interesting. He's highly aesthetic. He's a little bit... Um, this quote just reminds me of like someone saying something about uh, Peter Hinton. Yes. And how Peter like thinks out of the box, and there's mm-hmm. a, like, a highly aesthetic nature yeah. to his work. Mm-hmm. 
sometimes people will say it's a miss, but there's always somebody who likes something it. Something interesting mm-hmm. about what he puts on a page. Well, that's like this musical. He takes risks. Well, this musical was a risk. I'll say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Autumn. Okay. Okay. Is that it? I'm loving it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm good. Awesome. All right. So production history wise. Mm-hmm. So the discovery of the wreck of the RMS Titanic in 1985 attracted Murray. Um, uh, um, Yeston. 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 Thank you. Murray Yeston. Murray. I think it's Murray. Is it Murray? I think it's Murray Yeston. Yeah. Murray Yeston's interest in writing the musical about the famous disaster as quoted by him. He says, what drew me to the project was the positive aspects of what the ship represented. One, humankind striving for great artistic works and similar technology feats, despite the possibility of tragic failure. And two, the dreams of the passengers on board. Third class to immigrate to, to America for a better life. Second class to live a leisure lifestyle in intimate upper class uh, realms of social society. And first class to maintain their privileged positions forever. The collision of the iceberg dashed all these dreams simultaneously and the subsequent transformation of the character of the passengers and crew had, it seemed to me, the potential of a great emotional and musical expression on stage. Mm-hmm. And he got he most certainly captured that in the story. Um, so, 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 so Maury uh, partnered with Peter Stone to create this musical, Stone and him. knew the idea was unusual subject uh, for, for the stage. And um, Yeston would later explain, he says, I think if you don't have the kind of daring, damn the torpedoes, you shouldn't be in this business. It's the safe sounding shows that often don't do well. Mm. You have to dare greatly. And I really want to stretch the bounds of the kind of expression in musical theater. Mm -hmm. The highest cost of Titanic's uh, show were the set, obviously, as it was a three-tiered set that could be raised and lowered to to, uh, simulate the sinking. And it thus made it impossible to have the show do out-of-town traditional tryouts. Of course. They had to do it on site. So the set, as I said, encompassed three levels to help form the impression of the size of the ship. The lobby of the Lafontaine Theater, where the show was located, was actually redecorated for the production. Yeah, they put the names of They the, did. They put, yeah. the, they put the complete passenger list up. Right. Uh, and was actually painted on the walls cool. and, and, and noted who ultimately survived the disaster and who did not. I think we should do an immersive version of this where everyone has to get on the boat. There actually was a production that did that down in the South in, 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 like, in like a freshwater lake. I love that idea, though. Oh, could you imagine? How, just and having now to sink we're going to sing. I would love that idea. Who gets left behind on the boat who's going to like get in the water with the actors. Like craft a theater that's actually yes. a boat. Cirque du Soleil, I'm, I'm shouting it out to you to do it. I think we could do it, Autumn. Uh, yeah, Lake Ontario, <laughs> or not Lake even, Muskoka, like Lake Muskoka. Yeah, yeah. somewhere where like you can raise the boat again afterwards. Yeah, you don't have exactly. to keep raising it every night. Maybe there's not actually real water. We don't want people to possibly die. Yeah, we'll work on that. Either way, don't want to be too immersive. Yeah. So ultimate. So the so the previews for this show began at Broadway's Lafontaine Theater in 1997 with Brian Darcy James, mm-hmm. best known for his many roles on Broadway, including Shrek in Shrek the Musical. Yeah. He also will be starring in the 2020 film version of West Side Story as, as Officer Krupke. Krupke. Yes. Yeah, so Isn't he in a... Um... He was in the TV show Smash. He also was in the film Spotlight that won Best Picture with Michael Keaton. 
He's like, also in another thing. He, he's in a lot. He, he's, he's a very well-rounded guy. Brian Darcy James. Yeah, Brian Darcy James. He's, he started as Frederick Barrett, the stoker who survived in real life, died in the musical. You have John Cunningham as Captain Smith, Michael Severus as Thomas Andrews, David Garrison as J. Bruce Ismay, Larry Keith and Alma uh, Curvio as Ida and Isidore Strauss, uh, Victoria Clark as Alice Bean, uh, and then Martin uh, Moran as Harold Bride. Uh, the previews uh, obviously face a lot of technical problems where you can only imagine what they went through during the during sort of just like lame is with the barricade not working or mm -hmm. coming off his hinges and swinging into the proscenium stage. Mm -hmm. uh, with this one, they just say they had a lot of technical issues they had to work out. But luckily, they were able to have them all be overcome by opening night. The production is see, um, initially received mixed to positive reviews. Uh, the original production ran from April 23rd, 1977, to uh, for, for 804 performances, 27 previews, and closed on March 21st, 1999. Uh, at the time of its closing, it was actually considered a flop. It didn't make its money back. <laughs> well, I mean, you have a boat sinking on stage. <laughs> that so. would do it. Um, the show did receive five Tony nominations, including Best Musical, Best Score, Best Book, and Best Scenic Design, and Best Orchestrations. And it won. It won all five. It, cl it cleaned house. Oh, it won. But the only thing it wasn't nominated, not was nominated for anything for the performers or for the director, Richard Jones, unfortunately. What else was it up against? I that don't know year? How to judge it. Let's see. Hold on. Uh, let's just find 1977. Out. 1997. Yeah, no, sorry, 1997 Tony Awards. Tony Awards. Could be 1998 if it came out. Maybe. Uh, hold on. Oh, no, it's Titanic. That's it. Yeah, it won. Let's see here. Who won that year? Um, oh, it was... oh, nothing really. Like, you had Juan, Darren, Steel, Pierre, and The Life. Those musicals have no idea what those I are. I hate to say it, The Life should have won. What the hell was the life? It's so good. But there were only like three plays. <laughs> so that's yeah. The problem. So you had that. You also had Best Revival being won by Chicago over Annie and What's Upon This Mattress and Candide. Yeah. There's a whole bunch. Of, yeah. Yeah. Chicago cleaned house a lot with the um, performances. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it won some of the big awards. That's the most important thing. It did win stuff. And it also won for Best Musical that year. Which well, when you I mean when you, I mean you put a boat on stage and you sink it every night and the music is just so beautiful and sweeping. Yeah, I'm just rolling her eyes right now. <laughs> the life was so good. What I have no idea what this musical is. Mm, yeah, I'll I'll pull it up while you continue. Okay. All right. So uh, yeah, at the time of closing, it was, it was considered a flop. It was it won its Tony Awards. Uh, the original Broadway cast recording was even nominated for Best Musical Show Album at the Grammys. Do you know what it lost to? No. Chicago. The revival That's recording right. with B.B. Newworth. This musical, though, has still had a life beyond the original Broadway production. It is one of the most, like, regional done shows. Like, it's had, it's, it's been revived for several concerts, like, internationally. It's been yeah, done quite a bit. It just came to Toronto a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, and now there's even early talks of a new Broadway revival in the works. Okay. So there you go, on <laughs> The show that you may not... <laughs> Slimmier. Hey, I still... Yeah, I either way. I think the life should have won, but that's great. So yeah. the life, P.S., was yeah. about uh, 42nd Street, Times Square, um, 
how it was populated with pimps, prostitutes, oh. drug addicts. And it was their stories oh. uh, before the Disneyfication of the area. Well, wow. It was amazing. My, okay. And there's a great song called My Body is My Business. It's just so good. Maybe a revival is due. Ah, so good. Either so good. way. Okay. So, yeah, that's kind of the production history of Titanic. Hey, let's talk about this show. All right. Autumn, how did you first come to this show? Um, what? Was it was it one of the was it like parade it where you didn't know much and I forced I it on you? I didn't know much. You you literally forced this. <laughs> uh, I actually had heard bits of it because yeah. they did it at Stage Door Manor. Did they really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've done it a couple of times at Stage Door. Okay. Um, and that's how I came to it. And then um, for this podcast. All right for for this for this show, but Sarah's brother, uh, Mark, yes, uh, starred in a, a version of it in Peterborough as Captain Smith. There you go. It's foreshadowing, it's well, foreshadowing well, of the Smith coming into their lives. Yes, right. Well, I mean, you could be related. He did have a son. He 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 did, he did have a son. Maybe that got left in England. Maybe there you go. Okay, Hope so. Not. <laughs> I'm not related to that Smith. That'd be terrible. Okay. Uh, he wasn't that bad. Mm, he, no. he killed 1,500 people. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. never mind. All right. So then, yeah, basically, as I mentioned in my opening, uh, came to the show through YouTube, have watched the concerts, the bootlegs. Last night I was listening to the 16-minute revival Avery Fisher concert they did with a lot of the original Broadway actors mm -hmm. with a 250-piece orchestra and choir. The, oh, the sixteen per, the sixteen minute opening is fantastic. Yes, let yes. me tell you. So yeah, I think we can get into our top three songs. Autumn's making like this most sour face in the world. Um, I'm gonna say the sixteen minute opening. That is my number one too. The launching, which oh, is like yeah. which beats into the woods, which is at twelve minutes. Yeah, this it's, is a long. Epic opening. And it's like... Uh, it's so epic. But it, it includes so much, right? It does. Like it goes, wh how, where does it stop? It stops after um, Godspeed Titanic. So start, yeah, yeah. So it starts with with um, Thomas Andrews coming out doing the in every age do 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 do. In every age, mankind attempts to fabricate great works at once magnificent and impossible. On desert sands, from mountains of stone, a pyramid. From flying buttresses alone, a wall of light. Chapel ceiling screaming one man's ecstasy, one man's ecstasy. 
This is an epic opening. It is. It, uh, it captures the it captures the story. Yeah. Like it, it, it gets all the exposition you need out of the way, so you well, can then enjoy the ship. Well, it gets all the exposition out of the way, so you think. <laughs> so you think, yeah. But then you listen to the rest of it, and you're like, oh, <laughs> there's I'm more to a documentary. A documentary of Titanic musical. Yes, it's like an opera that is all recit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think my favorite part of the opening though is the Godspeed, the the moment where mm. everybody is now on board. You get the full orchestra, you get yeah. the full you get the full cast, which is a huge cast. It's like a parade level cast. Mm-hmm. Like you need a big cast to do this show properly. Yeah. And it's just all of them singing and you can literally feel the ship pulling away. The music just makes you feel as though you're on the shore watching these people sailing yeah. on. Yes. Like it is just it's epic. Epic. I don't know no I don't know the it word. Is, it is epic. I think the weakest part of the of it though is is the first class roster section where Victoria Clark's character Alice is basically naming off all the first class passengers and it's like her her name is Madeline. She's married to John Jambaster. Like they've been married seven months, and she's already seven months pregnant. And like that whole thing there. Like it's, it just it it's just like feels a like exposition. Column. It is, but it feels like exposition dump. Mister and Missus Isidore Strauss may proceed to Paula Suite B fifty five. Aren't they modest? You never think by looking at them that he and his brother own Macy's department store. Own Macy's department store outright. And he was close advisor to President Grover Cleveland and served in the House of Representatives two full terms. And that's his wife for forty years, named Ida. Sad she has been well. So the two of them have been wintering on the French Riviera, French Riviera. It's like we got to get these names out of here. Some way. Show is exposition dump. I know, but this one just feels like exposition. Mm. The, the rest of the show doesn't feel like exposition dump to me. This that one section though, it's like I always skip that section because in the in the album it's broken into the four yeah. parts. I always skip that section because I'm like yeah. I love I love the three Kates. I love the the. Um, oh, I can't stand them. Really? I cannot look at. <laughs> well, I have one of their songs on my Please list. Please do not do bad accents. Well, if well, if it was done with good accents, would you like it? I don't know because the recording was done with such bad. <laughs> they were so bad. Oh, and I'm Kate too, and I eat my lucky charms. <laughs> Oh, I'm married, that boy. Oh, come on! I I can't listen to them. I, can't. I like I, I like their song though they have in the uh, opening, which is um, "Get Me Aboard That Ship." Get me aboard, call out my name. It's to America we aim to find a better life. We prayed to make this trip. Let all our children's children know that this day long ago. Of them and came aboard this ship for the maiden voyage for the maiden voyage get us all aboard i look at this like, is my thing with this lay it all on the table autumn what I'm do you think of this show it's a lot of giving the audience information <laughs> like oh i'm gonna go to america and be a lady's maid and oh, I like that song is on my list. I just I I can't. Okay, yeah, I, I would I say just, yeah. I, I want it. I 
I, I, it's pretty, like parts of it are pretty, but then there's a lot of talking again, <laughs> and information dump. And I'm like, I get it. I get that you are a third class citizen on this boat and that you have costumes say a lot. <laughs> But they also said that I'm gonna go to America. Oh yeah, that's place uh, a big dreams. That's and... my second song on my list of top three favorite songs. What, Ladies Maid? Yes. And I'm certain that it will. There I'm certain that it will. I love the harmony. It, no, it, the, uh, it, yes. It, it reminds me of the Factory Girls in Parade with the Hill Call My Name. Yeah, it, that's better because it's subtle. Yeah, this one it's though. Like, the, I want to go to America. Like, I just, I get it. Our, like, it's, it's, it's just very basic. And I'm like, could you not have written third class characters? With I more just, depth? I just found the whole thing general. Yes. Like, I don't feel like I really know mm -hmm. any of these characters. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's just expository and, and like bits of information mm -hmm. about different people. So I don't really get a story. Mm. The story, I think, is the boat. Like, yes. someone upset yeah. about the boat. Yes. The boat is the story, and they are just people moving through the boat. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I love the Ladies Made song. It is one of my easily favorite played songs because I love I love the optimism the song has like the song is just so like because like, it's so something you can see happening with people talking about today like I want to come to Canada to be this and that or I want to come to New York to be that but then ultimately you know it doesn't end well for these people on the boat no, they're gonna I know. die I know so there's that, that there's that mix of I, I, I enjoy your optimism, but also it's the, oh, crap. You're, you're not making me in, like, buy into your dreams. Sink. Yeah, it's like that doom. Uh, uh, it, I don't know. I, I love the mix of the song yeah. mixed with the doom and the optimism and the beautiful harmonies of everybody. Like, it's, oh, it's just, oh that, that, the harmonies are, are what get me in the song. Okay. The lyrics, yeah, the lyrics are a little straightforward. I want to be a millionaire, a millionaire in America, where the streets are paved with gold. Or, Who doesn't want to be a millionaire? Or, yeah. oh, I want to be a constable. <laughs> constable in America. In America, you rise above your class. Yeah, it's just it's just like full of, uh, I don't, cliches. It's yeah. cliched. Yeah. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. what, so, 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 so far we have the launching. We both agree on yeah. as, as, as a fantastic epic opening. Yeah. Uh, Bring Shirt Up There with the Old Red Hills of Home for me. That's like yeah. opening numbers go. Uh, yeah, then my true. second choice was The Lady's Maid. With the three Kates and the rest of the uh, third class, what is your second choice of top three well, songs? It's, uh, it's I. Well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna say it's autumn. Autumn, shall we all meet in the autumn, golden and glowing by autumn 
Shall we still be best old friends? Best old friends. And that's completely. Did I include that? Nepotistic one? into the. I have the song that comes before one. that one on my other list. No moon. Yeah. But that, I don't want that, that one. triad of. Because Autumn, fun fact, it was the last song played by the band as as the boat sang. That is is conflicted because the other... Or a hymn. Well, the hymn was Near My God to Thee, which is what they use in the James Cameron... choose to believe is the one you end well probably it but autumn was probably they definitely know autumn was one of the ones they did they did play. they did play because it was because it was in the titanic songbook of because basically whenever i got on board the ship in first class where the band would play for them they were given a 700 song songbook for them to go if you want to request a song here's a list of all the songs how interesting that's the season of death right but it's and renewal it's also one of my favorite seasons, though, autumn and fall. I love it. The colors. I mean, I'm the... a bit biased. But... Yeah, well. True. Totally. But either way, autumn, I agree with you. It is, I love autumn because it's haunting. It's, it's, it, it is. Because you know, because it's right before the end of Act 1, so you know where they're steering to. <laughs> where, are they, where are they steering to, Sarah? <laughs> no. What was, was, we had a bit of shtick here. <laughs> oh. Oh. I can't oh, remember it now. I, it was great. It was, there was great. Some there was some shtick. There was some shtick. Either I way. Said, I wonder if they, uh, I wonder if uh, Moriesta knew that he missed the boat with this musical. You know, I didn't miss the boat. No, what, Sarah? The iceberg. Didn't. The, the iceberg. But that's, yes. That's the shtick. Yeah. But you know, like this, the song Autumn is just so haunting because it's like, that last moment of calm before all hell breaks loose on the uh, ship. My favorite, my favorite is an iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> right ahead. It's well, that is like well, that is your one... cousin. <laughs> well, that last whole thing though. But I like it in the mu- in this one because that's what happened. Like life was going on calmly. The ocean was calm. People no were sailing moon, through the yeah. night. No moon, and then. It was just that right ahead. It was just that sudden jolt of that Mm. moment of, oh, shit. But wouldn't it be better if they didn't say it? And it's just like, it was like, like some kind of crash. No, that's even like more. I don't know. Because because of the historical accuracy. If it goes into like slow motion where the whole boat charges. That'd be interesting. Yes. With some lighting and you just know. An iceberg. (laughs) End of act one. Uh, Because you know what you're coming back to in Act 2, which is 
Yeah. Boat's going down. Actually, the lifeboat. Actually, there's another great example of from our first episode where we talk about the end of Act One being the thing of false hope. This is one of those ones like Fiddler on the Roof where it doesn't end with the happy no thing of false hope. It is oh shit, we are now up, we are now up to see. This is when the you final stay plunge. at the bar. Yeah, that's true. You know, you know what's going to happen in the end. Like you know it's going to happen. You know it's not going to end well for a lot of these characters. What is your third song? We'll meet tomorrow. We'll meet tomorrow. We will find a path. And reach tomorrow. Has this day of We'll be together once again. Cling to your hope and rest till then. The song that is sung at yeah. the midway end of act two i really call this 11 o'clock number yeah of the yeah. show where the lifeboats are going and you have people who are left on the ship singing this tragic hymn yeah i like of, that one too yeah i'm gonna stick with that one too yeah I'll we'll meet tomorrow that. where and like the finale, the finale yeah oh the finale is beautiful but yeah, yeah i'd I rather let's do we'll meet tomorrow because it's just <laughs> we'll meet tomorrow we will find a way yeah like yeah. they're like the one lyric i love is if tomorrow is not in store let this let this embracing replace forever and keep us together, evermore. Like, right. like it's just so. Yeah, it's it's it, it, there is something quite beautiful. It, about it. I, I, and it is haunting. It's and... haunting because you because you're watching these people all be separated apart, and it's yeah. just one of the things of like you can't imagine the pain of that moment for anybody, whether it's the no. father saying goodbye to his wife and children, a young couple being pulled apart, or then you have Ida and his door stress in the middle of the song going. I'm not leaving you. We've been yeah. together 24 years. You go, I go. We're going down together. We'll get into their song later. That's on my other list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this song and like Barrett's moment where like he's not with his, like his girl's back on yeah. land and he's doing the, I'll hold you closely. Yeah. And I'll, yeah. and I'll keep you in like my, my you know, I'll keep you in like my, in like my memory's eyes. Like he plunges into the water. Oh, like this whole moment. Like it's, it's like, you know, in the movie version where, Yes. Uh, Rose is on the uh, uh, is, is on the lifeboat going down. You got Jack up on the up on the deck with Cal, and the fireworks are going off in the background. And it's that moment yeah. in the show. Yeah, it's that moment in the movie. But now they put this beautiful farewell song yeah. to it, and it's just heartbreaking. Like it's like, yeah. damn. I like if that. I got to go down with the ship, this is what the song I'm singing to people. We'll meet I, tomorrow. We'll meet tomorrow. And it's like that, or, or or the great line of "Give us tomorrow," where it's like save our souls. Like yeah. Give us that 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 lifeboat, that chance to get out of here, so we can see the dawn. Yeah. Like okay. oh, it's it's bro, it's Harper. It's I'll beautiful. Go, I'll go with him. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll choose that one too. Okay. So now we get into the top three songs <laughs> I don't like in the, in this album. So which one do you have first? The rest of it. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, I'll give you some examples then. Uh, I I, I yeah. don't. Well, you don't I like. Don't know. You don't like the um the the ragtime song they do? It's fine. I it's fine. That one almost made a list of top three. I I if I'm gonna listen to rag music, go to listen to ragtime. Yeah, that's true. Um, which is an epic musical, which just has a little bit more yeah character development. Yeah, 
<laughs> I would say my number my number one song I I always skip is "To Be a Captain," mm. sung by First Officer Murdoch. Thousands on board, each in his class. You are the master of all that must pass. Because it comes right after you have. Uh, the epic opening, yeah, and then and then also, and then also you have Barrett's song, which is where he's shoveling the coal, which I think is a great song. Yeah, it's a pretty good song. Uh, it would definitely make my top. It would be number four on my top three yeah, list. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, it's good. Brian Darcy James does a beautiful rendition of it. He's just a, a gifted artist. He is, but yeah, so you have those two songs, then you get this slow, not really melodic, to be a captain, and it's like we all know what a captain is. Yeah. He's holding the souls in the palm of your hand. It's like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Let's build it up. Yeah. How much can we build up before I kill 1,500 people? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, I just go skip. Yeah. Uh, the next one is the big epic love ballad of the show, Still, sung by Ida and Isidore on the deck of the ship as it's going down. Once again, it doesn't have the sweeping score that I love about the rest of the show. Yeah. By this point, you're watching the ship sink. You got "We'll Meet Tomorrow," um, "Who's to it. Blame," Andrews is like uh, like, um, like Andrews just, Vision. Can we know everyone's gonna die? Yeah, <laughs> speed her up a little. Bit. <laughs> sink the ship a little bit faster here, and and I mean, there's some beautiful lyrics about these two people who are soulmates. Going, still, I still love you. I still. But there's, I want to wake up with you. I still, I, I'm not ready. I'm not willing to be parted from you. Haven't earned it. Like they yeah, it's true. We have, we have, hasn't earned this love ballad. Song. We need an act one song with Ida like, and Isidore. Who are you? Yeah. And why are we caring at this moment? Why are we caring about Ida and Isidore Strauss? But yeah, for yeah. me, I just go. Yeah, there's no melody. That's my biggest thing. When there's no yeah. real melody in a song, unless it's a song time song where I really can dive deep into the lyrics. If there's no real melody that I can really hinge on, like well, and Sondheim also has a specific storyline. It's true. This one, like, it just kind of goes still. It's like, yeah, we're still watching you die. This is not like watching James Cameron, like James Cameron's movie version, right? But James Cameron's documentary version, correct? Yeah. Which she's made some great documentaries about the ship. And I just need to say it, this musical just needs a little bit of Celine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my heart will go on. <laughs> yeah, we didn't need that um, song in this musical. I would do a shameless plug and say, you know, if anyone, you know, would like to offer me two tickets to, to see Celine my uh, wonderment of Celine Dion in Toronto <laughs> I, and my love of Titanic boosted up, I'd, I'd be willing to take that, that gift. All right. 
Um, so my last song is No Moon. And I like, I, I mean, I like the melody of No Moon, but what I can't get over is the end of it, where, where uh, Mrs. Cardoza comes into the smoking room. This happens to be the smoke room. <laughs> yes, so I see. Women are never permitted in the first class smoke room, then. Don't look so shocked, gentlemen. There's a new world out there. There's a new world out where? Mr. Hartley, that's a new melody. What's it called? Autumn. To play cards with the men, and I'm like, like this musical is very good at being very historically accurate. Like they get a lot of it right. Where like the blame yeah. song is fantastic because they do talk about all the things they did wrong to cause this sure. accident. Whether it's Ismay telling um, uh, Captain Smith to speed up, or the fact that the bulkheads weren't high enough. Not or the fact that you've got an extra roll of lifeboats to make it look more appealing, yeah. all this stuff like very historically accurate. But then you have this one moment in the show where this woman comes into the men's first class smoking room, which was like a societal no, no, you did not go in there. Like not even if you were Molly Brown, she never even went in. And she was someone who always pushed the limits. I know that's another interesting musical talk about. It's just a it's like about Molly Brown. I don't know. For me, I just go. The circle actually just pulls me out of that song, and it ruins that beautiful melody that you have of no moon no wind do 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 and it's like a wave well it's the wave and it's the churning of the engine toward yeah. disaster which is great but then you have this yeah, stupid something. moment of mrs cardoza in the first class smoking lounge and like i ruined the song but it's this musical is full of broad strokes yeah it's true like, it's like hmm. it's because it's like they just they how did this win? <laughs> I can see how it won. It's an epic story with epic you know set. It's like Gwyneth Paltrow winning the Oscar for Shakespeare in Love. For Shakespeare in Love over Caitlin. I can't. I can't. I still can't get over that. <laughs> like it's just full of broad strokes. That's what, it. Fucks me. Fair enough. That fucks me. So okay. now we're on to does this musical deserve a revival? No. I would say yes. No. No. It's too. They need to fix it. Okay, they fine. You need... can fix this book. I would have. I was just saying to tighten the book, but I would say the story deserves a revival because, first of all, it's an. Ex it, it reminds everybody of man's hubris, and the flaws of don't get too cocky in the world because when you start doing these things like building big ships and saying we can beat Mother Nature, yes, we always get knocked back a peg because Mother Nature fights back and. For example, right now with man messing with the environment like we're doing, whether it's burning the Amazon or oils and things like that. How many people are going to go and think of that when they're watching? The I don't know. I think of that because I go, that's what we're doing. We're not being careful right now. We're steering ourselves right towards the metaphorical iceberg that we're melting. Well, we don't have any icebergs left, yeah. which is unfortunate. Um, but basically we're steering ourselves towards these situations. And if we aren't smart, we're going to end up with another real world Issue. issue that you can't course correct and we're going to sink ourselves and that's what this musical represents it's that hubris man like that's why that great that first song of the launch which is in every age mankind to do and thomas andrews lists off all the great accomplishments of men whether it's the aqueducts of rome the pyramids the flying buttresses made of light all that type of thing they talks they're about they're all still standing though which is interesting they are well they're eroding slowly but surely uh, like like the pyramids and things like that. But it's the whole concept of man pushing the limits and sometimes going too far and not realizing they have. But unlike other situations where like with a ship, it sinks, oh, and there are people die. It's sad. Now we're in the situation where a man is pushing 
it too far with the environment and things like that. And if we push too far, we're going to sink and there's no turning back. I agree with you. So that's why I think this musical is a very good allegory for what it is. On. I just I think the book absolutely need, I, what James Cameron did smart was he found two characters to focus on and then let all the other real life characters around them be the supporting backbone yeah, of the piece. Linchpin. You need the linchpin. And for Jack and Rose, they were the perfect love couple linchpin that everybody could buy into. And then yeah. you got to see like what he did really smart. Tyra, like short thing on Titanic here. What he did really smart was he had them, these fictional characters like Cal or Rose and Jack witness all these part moments of the tragedy, whether yeah. it's Cal watching the funnel first funnel collapse and kill another fictional character of Fabrizio, yeah, or right. you have um, like Jack and Rose being on the deck when, when, when the iceberg hits. So you get to witness that tragedy from a linchpin's perspective that then has a um, way of getting into the story without mm-hmm. having to not without having to overload your cast you and trying to find to a way to state the obvious. Yes, so much. exactly. So I think that's what this musical missed, which is funny because <laughs> this musical came out the same year as the movie. And people may go, oh, it's, oh, it's an adaptation of the James Cameron movie. It's like, no, but it really should be because that would be a much. It should be. I can know people complain about, oh, you took two people that weren't on the boat and made a story, and there are people on the boat who they could have made a story about. Sure. But I just go, the whole thing why it worked was there was a linchpin behind the tragedy, and you could watch yeah. the tragedy unfold with with these people that you wrote and care about. They don't have to learn your history about before like you get in it, there. It is interesting, and you know, a, a modern like another, we could parallel it to come from away yes right that's another tragedy that was turned successfully into a musical which is a lot of narrative did based. not win the tony uh as we because of stated. dear evan hansen frank basketball um but yeah, yeah i would say that i would say revive it rework the book a bit fix it up I think, but i think it deserves a revival i think there's stuff it can still say and remind people about the dangers of not heeding the warnings. I think what they should do is are what? You ready for this? What? Is I th- take out the book, get rid of it. The one by Stone? Yeah. And rewrite the book? No, turn it into an opera. Ah, there you go. Make it make this thing an opera because it's epic. It sounds like an opera. It's true. It's full of recit. Mm-hmm. It's already re- like recited resid- out. That's true. Yin yang. Yep. So at, throw some more beautiful tunes in there. And you're good to and go. And some character development. Yeah. Like, like, like you want Ida and Isra to be your couple for the show, which I think is a good idea. Sure. Because they got a beautiful tragic. Yeah. Right. Well, they got a tragic story that you can really follow yeah. on. Well, and they're an older couple. They've been together. We never see that story. It's true. Right. We, we don't see the, pre, the, the prologue of them being the way they are. But uh, yeah, I would think if you got to choose a couple to linchpin the story on, Go with Ida and Isidore. Yeah. Because I think you got some good meat there that you could pick apart. Yeah, and please, please don't do horrible accents. <laughs> Learn how to do a proper oh, Irish accent if like, you're going to do that. Like, be specific. Don't be, do a general, like, this Lucky is Charms I mean. accent. Don't do a general Irish accent. Like, if you're from Cork, you sound different than if you're from Dublin. If you're different from Belfast. Same thing with people from Nova Scotia versus people from Ontario versus people from, like, the prairies. And England. Different. You're not going to do, you know, you're not going to do, 
My Fair Lady with an RP accent at the beginning. It just no. makes sense. Yes, exactly. All right. So that's what we got on that, that one. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like a Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Titanic. Well, Titanic. Yeah. Well, um, thank you everybody for listening. <laughs> we really enjoyed you get it going through this extravaganza with us today. Epic journey. Yes. Brody, thank you once again for creating our fantastic theme music. You're Go rock star. Yes, he is. Go find him on Spotify at Father Flozes. Yeah, it's a great name. Um, we uh, we can't wait to have you back for our next show. Yeah. We're going to do one of Autumn's absolute favorites oh, next time. Yeah. Yes. So stay yes. tuned for the clues to figure out <sighs> what it's going to be. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah. Make sure you're liking and subscribing on iTunes, Spotify, all those things. Give us the five-star reviews. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a raffle with you at the end of the season to see who... Who I could go win a special gift card, um, and we'll just send you our undying gratitude. Exactly that too. Yes, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All up before the downbeat. Be sure to click the like buttons there. Subscribe. Uh, okay, Autumn, where can they find you? Littlewoodsmith.com is my company name. Uh, Littlewood Smith is on Facebook and Instagram. As am I at Autumn D M Smith. You? Uh, I'm at Mackenzie Horner. <laughs> if you want to come talk the real disaster with me, I'll happily give you the full trivia breakdown of this. He has it all. I do. My friends kind of get sick of me talking about it sometimes because I can go way down the rabbit hole. Um, wow. But yeah, follow me on social media, Mackenzie Horner, red haired guy, loves Titanic. Uh, thank you again, everybody. Yay, we look forward to seeing you at our next show. And seeing you in a theater enjoying a musical. Ta-ta! Woot-woot, indeed, Autumn. Woot-woot, indeed. Farewell, Godspeed. Godspeed. Titanic. Titanic. Iceberg, right ahead.